Games and Groceries presents the Tell Me Why Roundtable Discussion. With special guest, Mai Ketty. Let's conclude with Chapter 3. Welcome back, everybody, to another Tell Me Why Roundtable Discussion, where we talk everything about Tell Me Why Chapter 3, and we got a special guest with us. A special guest? A special guest. Woohoo! I'm so excited. It's my Kenny! Hello, everyone. Hi, Mai. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? How are you guys? I'm pretty okay. I just got new piercings this week, and that's why I'm not wearing the regular headphones because I put them on. And, and then I you get terrified. Oh, no. I, I put them on, and I said, ooh, ow, my big boo-boo. It hurts. Mommy, please oh, help. Oh, it hurt? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's I'll have these earbuds on for like three weeks until yeah. they're like not so tender anymore. Until they're healed, and we get new earrings in. Yes. But and Liz, you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. Yeah, Mai, are you doing okay? I am okay. Okay. <laughs> Woohoo! We are okay. We're all okay. It's That's 2020, good. and we're still doing okay. We are just okay. <laughs> Considering this year, I will say. Yeah. True Being that. Okay, it's just like. Yeah. That's like stellar. If you can be at the okay level, it's like all right, you're doing good. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so. I think it's time to get started with our conversation. So before we get started, I uh, just want to say uh, first, hi, if you're watching us on YouTube, how you doing? Uh, subscribe, please, and hit that yeah. notification bell if you want to know more about the channel. Boop, boop, boop. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so what this is not, let's uh, put this in this way. Uh, this is not a game review. We're not going to go over some nitpicks about the gameplay yeah. or anything like that. So this isn't a full game review. This is more of a discussion. At least my second point. What this is, is more of a discussion of the story and the real life circumstances within the, mm -hmm. the actual tales of this particular chapter in chapter three. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If you listen to our last two episodes, you know what the deal is. And um, huge spoilers ahead. Yeah. Massive spoilers. <laughs> quite ahead. Here we are. And go. You just clipped like majorly. Oopsies. Uh, so let's start. So we start with the episode where uh, Allison, that's her name. Good job. Allison is having a big old nightmare mm -hmm. and she's in her room and she's uh, thinking about her mom a lot. And we get this kind of like twisted tale about, you know, she's actually turning into her mom. Yeah. Uh, do we have any thoughts about that nightmare that she had? And um, including when she's on the pier and she turns around, it's like, oh, no. Her mother's actually her yeah, all the long. Yeah, I saw that one coming. Yeah, I think we all saw that one coming. But <laughs> uh, what do you all think about that, uh, the nightmare scene? I didn't really think about it. Yeah? Yeah. Just kind of like, what was it foreshadowing or? No, I th for me, it was just like, all right. Like, it was just like, all right, she's having, like, she's panicked. She's got, she's under a ton of stress and nightmares happen. That's yeah. all I really thought about it was that she's just stressed. Yeah. Uh, Maya, did you have any thoughts on it? I think that the nightmare kind of um, has a lot of weight mm -hmm. because we can see a lot of guilt. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have those mean voices in your head telling you you're garbage. Mm -hmm. And, like, this is very, like, present when you're guilty about something. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that they considered their mother to be unstable, that she was unstable when, of course, she was mm-hmm. alive. Um, but this fear of mm. this guilt, these voices, this power they have, uh, because it happens uh, and it's very connected with the power mm. uh, yeah. she shares with Tyler. And it's like, okay, this power is messing with my head too. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that in the previous episode when Tyler is not using the voice to talk mm-hmm. to her like in his mind, but he says something that he didn't really say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I think it's related directly to that, but it's like showing you that Alison is in a really bad place, really. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't really moved on. She's still thinking about it. She's carried this kind of, uh, I'll say it, lie with her yeah. or pretty much her entire life mm-hmm. into her adulthood. Uh, and it does show a ton of guilt and kind of, and I, and I think that weight of she knows she's becoming her mother and she's so scared of that, you know, yeah. kind of going into like, what kind of personality am I going into? Yeah. Uh, I think it does show that kind of guilt, which leads into the next scene where she's walking through the house and she's starting to see, you know, ghosts mm-hmm. of guilt, right? Including yeah. Eddie, who's calling her a dirty little snake um, and, and all these different things like Tyler being scared. Her mother's yeah. there. Uh, it, it's just kind of like the ghosts of your past that are bringing into yourself. And you yeah. just start to, you know, really uh, deep down in yourself, just trying to like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, uh, just crumbling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's letting your inner thoughts kind of take over yeah. your entire head. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the point I wanted to make is, uh, and I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot here. So uh, just really quick personal questions. Uh, <laughs> so since we're talking about the realism of this game, especially yeah. with uh, a company like Don't Nod. Yeah. Did we ever feel like this is kind of a real life thing that happens, right? When we have panic mm-hmm. attacks or we're feeling with guilt, do we just go through the nightmares? But even just walking around our house, and I wouldn't say literal visions. Yeah. But, you know, like things remind like you of this. Like all consuming. Yeah. How real was this scene? In, in, in our own personal opinions, not in a psychiatric, you know, expert yeah. opinion, but like our own personal appearance. Uh, what do you think? Um Mai, would you like to go first, or am I putting you on the spot? You are putting me on the spot. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. I, I think um, there are some pathologies. I am pretty sure that this could be a real thing. Yeah. It probably is a real thing. Um, I personally, of course, don't relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that our minds have these really tricky way to make us feel even worse mm-hmm. if it makes any sense yeah like, you have a personal opinion on yourself and you're terrified that someone you love has that opinion so when yeah. you're hearing their voice it's like it's even worse than if you are telling that to yourself uh so i think it's actually a thing mm-hmm. um it, it it has to do with the insecurities you have and especially if you're feeling guilty mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it's very relatable, I think. Not the vision with the sparky thing, of course, but yeah. uh, this uh, fear of what everyone else will think about mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. So I think it's it's very well made in that regard. Yeah. 
yeah, the pressure of that situation yeah. is uh, yes. very real in that. Um, mm-hmm. Liz, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, and you know, I've had panic attacks mm-hmm. very similar to what she had. Not, I don't have panic attacks in the way of like the hard to breathe and shaking. It's the way she had it where it's just like, like, um, intrusive thoughts and obsessive thoughts like yeah it's all i can think about and that's and i and it's hearing people's words you know what are like what are they thinking or going over the same situation in my head over and over and over again Mm -hmm. um and actually growing up i struggled with a very guilty conscience Mm -hmm. like this not like the situation i didn't do anything like that yeah but a very guilty conscience where it was very obsessive like i have to tell someone or i'm gonna explode like and be over stupid tiny really horrible thing like not really horrible but like things that literally no one else would think twice about mm-hmm. um so i do relate to the situation and then i liked how a little later in the episode at the police station yes when she has a panic attack the, she pulls out the app to help her breathe yes and when i pulled out i'm like oh it's this thing you're like wait you know what this is i had no idea <laughs> that kind of phone app existed like yeah she's just like putting on her phone like is she about to play spotify like what what's about to go on here i'm like yeah so i'm like i i recognize it because i had seen it on facebook before yeah and it's to help you focus on your breathing instead of whatever's bothering you or mm-hmm. whatever's driving you crazy it's to help you regulate your breathing and focus on one thing and that's keeping the same pace as that circle mm. so i really like that they included that because one i don't think a lot of people know about it it's really helpful. And even if you're not having a panic attack, it can help when you're anxious. Yeah. Because like I said, it just helps you refocus. And I've done it a couple, like if I passed it on Facebook, I was like, all right. And I would do, I was like, oh, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really helpful. Yeah. So I like that they included that. Yeah. I had no idea those kind of apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Maya, I saw you shaking your head. Did you know about those? Yeah, I did. And there was a thing like, as you know, we have the uh, Life is Strange Fans uh, website. And yes. At some point, uh, we included a section that's called the Kate Support Club. Oh, wow. Where oh, people could just come and talk about whatever was bothering them. Of course, we always directed them to professionals, but mm-hmm. if we could help somehow. And uh, there was a lot of people having anxiety issues and, and panic issues and there's something we kind of discover as we went along mm-hmm. that if they are focusing on texting, mm-hmm. that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're talking with someone, but the fact that you have to like put your focus on what are you going to write to this person. Mm-hmm. And the app works in the same way, like keeps your focus there. Mm-hmm. And after we re- realized that it was useful, we started, I personally started to like investigate. There's a lot of apps mm-hmm. yeah. that follow the same concept. And when I saw it show up in the game, I'm like, this is great because it's nowadays, actually, it's like just such a common thing. Everyone has it yeah, mm-hmm. in one way or another. So the, the fact that we uh, started to use technology to help people like that, mm-hmm. it's just a free app you can just download anywhere. And it really helps. So I was really happy to see that included. Mm-hmm. Mm. My, if I could ask you something about uh, Argentina, if I could, because uh, you're from, yeah, yeah, you're you're located in Argentina, which is not in America. Good job. It's in South America. Good job. I <laughs> passed geography. Great. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so here up in North America, 
Uh, Well, that includes Canada, too. But here in the USA, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, any anything like related to that has been more accepted. But there's also uh, a lot of different people uh, won't say what political party uh, that are just kind of against all that. Right. Saying like, oh, you're just being a snowflake. They think you're weak if you have anxiety. Yeah. So it's being accepted. But there's also a struggle of, oh, you're just being a weak little uh sad snowflake person whatever <laughs> whatever would they want to label you yeah uh does argentina do things differently or is it more accepted is there more fights uh what's it like over there i think it is more accepted now mm. um we also happen to have like a public health system so you are covered no matter your income or whatever mm-hmm. you can be homeless and have you know uh a system mm-hmm. you can rely on. It's not great because, of course, it's kind of collapsed at the moment. But, yeah. like, it includes uh, mental health uh, in many aspects and even free medication if you need it. Like, uh, we are pretty open about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it has improved in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so because uh, we have this culture um, the same way as you guys. Like, this is a week you're weak if you're mm-hmm. feeling this way you have to man up you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing and it has improved uh, a lot and when i see other situations in other countries like they still consider mental health like a second thing like it's not important mm-hmm. yeah and there's a constant thing here um in my circles and the people i talk with and generally speaking that they try to uh, make people understand that mental health is as important as physical health. Mm-hmm. So there is a movement about that, and I am pretty happy about it. That's good. And mm-hmm. yeah, like having this kind of games that touches these uh, really hard and complicated topics is mm-hmm. also amazing. It's, it's a way to to push people forward in the mm-hmm. right direction. You know? Yeah. No, right. Like the fact that. It's actually in a major release title. Yeah. Like yeah. M- just merely the topic of panic attacks. Yeah. Because I feel like the beginning of this episode, not feel like, I definitely, I don't know why I say it in these episodes. Like, I feel like it's more of like, uh, no, it's what I, it's what I know. I know, Adam. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Good boy. Anyways, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Um. <laughs> It's once in a while, I would like to say, you know, good boy, Adam. I tell you you're a good boy every day. Well, you tell me now. I just did. But you got to say it. You're a good boy. Thank you. Now move on. Anyways, so uh, with this, it, it has a lot to do with panic attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with Allison. Uh, me, I've only gone, gone through a couple panic yeah. attacks. Uh, one more recently. And I've go, I go through so little panic attacks that mm-hmm. I just feel like, Oh, I'm just, you know, being a little bit anxious right now. It's like, oh, wait, no, you had a panic attack. <laughs> um, but I, I like how this kind of related to that, where you start to feel an immense amount of guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's talking to Michael about it, which, by the way, by the way, uh, one little side note here uh, where Michael came into the house and, um, you know, you were talking about Allison's talking about, oh, should I visit Tyler? 
And Michael's just saying, oh, you know, I could I could come <laughs> with you to visit Tyler if you want. I I'm could like, visit him for you, check things out. I was like, ooh, Michael, player from another mayor. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, Michael. And that's all I thought about. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's being all caring. But also, <laughs> hi, Tyler. Uh, just hey, a little You're having an agenda right now, Michael. I yeah. can see that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see you, Michael. <laughs> I see you. Um like I said, player from another man. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, moving forward into the the police uh, department, right? Yeah. Uh, let's just jump into uh, the big moments, right? Because there's like a little bit, a bit of moments where she has that panic attack mm-hmm. where Greg's... Greg's? Grog's? Goober? Greg. Greg's. 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 Googers. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, he starts talking to her. She has a panic attack with the phone. Yeah. But let's move to the big moment where... You or the lack thereof. Ha- well, yeah, we can talk about that. You have the choice to finally tell uh, Eddie the yeah. truth about that night. Uh, my, what did you choose? It took me totally by surprise. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the morally right thing would be like, Hey, I kill her. Like, yeah. And I blame my brother for it. But at the same time, it's like, it's so not Alison. Like, it, it will mean um, mm. a growth in her character because she has been like ignoring the mm. issue, mm-hmm. like bottling up all the time. Like, and you could still keep doing it. Like, I'm yeah. like, Alison, come on, it's over. Like, you had the worst morning possible. Like, it's time to stop. Mm-hmm. So, I saw the two choices. I'm like, okay, one will lead to uh, character growth and the other one will be continuing this mistake mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I still had to like pause the game and walk away because, God, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. this is too much. I can't do it. But yeah. eventually I decided to tell Eddie about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of terrified because I wasn't like 100% sure Eddie mm-hmm. was like the cool guy that seems to be. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like, mm, I'm still not convinced. Same. Uh, but yeah. his reaction, his reaction actually surprised me for good. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the shock, like y- you can't lie for, I don't know, 13 years about a murder, yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh, he accepted that and, and told her, like, it required guts to do what she did. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, I, it was uh, the right call here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we also, uh, well, we, I, I, again, Liz played. I took yeah. notes. Um, yeah, Liz also decided to tell her. And that's the thing. When you're saying lack thereof, like, you have this it big was, confessional. Well, one, like, like. My said it was all of a sudden, like all of yeah. a sudden you're like putting like, hey, are you going to tell him or are you not? I'm like, I was waiting for yeah. it, but I didn't know it was going to be right now. And so I chose it and they had their moment. And he's like, all right, that was a lot of guts. And it was a very nice moment. And then it's like, OK, bye. Yeah, like, they go like, OK, well, homie, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. Like, which is they a- had this like nice little moment. And then it's like, 
Oh, she didn't just tell you that she stabbed her mother when she was 11. Well, not only that. but Oh, that yeah. And then they were ignoring the fact that, like, she, hey. that the stab didn't kill the mother. She's like, I killed my mom. And he, my reaction would have been like, no, you didn't. She drowned. Remember? Yeah. In the autopsy report in the yeah. second chapter, we find out that the that the wound wasn't the fatal. It was drowning. Allison attempted to kill her mother. Yeah. But she didn't kill her mother. And like, we just ignore that. This whole episode... Like yeah. they all just say, "Oh yeah, Allison killed their mom." Like, but she. It was all about the stab wound, and it was yeah. just like. And on top of that, I remember asking, "I'm like, wait, if the stab wound wasn't what killed them, it was drowning. Why did they still send Tyler away?" Yeah. Like. Uh, we didn't really like. They get never that. acknowledged that either. I'm like, are we? Just, well, no, no, no. We're not no. going to talk about yeah. this. There were a few spots, like mm-hmm. narratively speaking. Mm-hmm. That was like I was just going to ignore this. Like, yeah, I was just going to just ignore what happened, or like even just now we had a nice moment with Eddie. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to find out is Sammy my father. And, and yeah, just, yeah, that's left. and bye. And I'm like, okay. And Eddie sure. was just like, okay, no problem. Well, not, like, not only that, but she confessed to the murder as if she said like, I'm the I'm the one that took the last cookie from the jar, <laughs> and then like he hugs yeah. her like. By the way, was Sam there that gave us a doll? It's like, yeah, you know what I think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like completely changed subjects. No big deal. No consequences. Like, no this nothing. This isn't going to linger for a few days. It's not nope. going to impact our relationship. It's just, there it is. Just homies start dapping and it's like, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. Peace out. But it's you're like, you lied to me for, I don't know, 13 years. Mm-hmm. You murder, quote unquote, mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. But it's totally fine. I still love you. Like, yeah. yeah what yeah it was kind of awkward yeah it's like yes you're seeing that like unconditional love of a parent like he's like i understand it's fine like we're just going to not talk about it Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was like i said it didn't even linger like the emotions or anything it wasn't it wasn't like all right like we'll talk about it later you go do what you need to do it was okay bye like hug and say goodbye like i feel great now i wish just a weird transition i wish this moment was the uh, last decision you have to make for chapter one so that you left on like a whole big yeah like you confess and then eddie has to think about it and you have two more episodes to have it linger instead of the first and you know the first pretty much the first big decision of chapter three and the developers i'm i'm sure were just like like oh we should probably tell him at one point yeah. And then they realized they were running out of time and story. So just kind of put it in there and then said, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I not kind of like, it's similar, I should say, mm-hmm. to when uh, Mushroom died. Yeah. And Life is Strange. Oh, by the way, spoiler for uh, Life is Strange 2. Uh, Mushroom dies. In the second episode, he gets eaten by a cougar and it's like, man, my homie Mushroom. Ah, peace out, homie. And then yeah. they just kind of ignore it. Bye. Yeah. Like it didn't happen. I'm like, like dang it's a dog that died it's that a- would destroy me even if it's not my dog mm-hmm. oh my by the way did you uh kill the cougar or did you let the cougar go i let the cougar go oh man you're a better person than i am i i just straight I, up massacred the cougar i let the cougar go because like, it was better for the kid mm-hmm. in that moment like i mean you know it's nature yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, nature is like that. Like you, you can't just like put a moral thing on what a cougar did because he was hungry. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But killing it would mean that 
Daniel think it's okay to just randomly kill mm -hmm. whatever that gets in the way when something wrong happens. And True. Uh, I was like, he's an impressionable kid that can literally crush a living thing with his mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a healthy choice here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, Adam yeah, doesn't think that. those things through. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> we we, we kind of totally ignore the fact that it was a traumatic thing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, mushroom lie. Like, the fandom was broken over it. Like, yeah. people were like, Oh my god, no mushroom. They killed the dog. I can't believe it. That that is evil. Yeah. And the game is like, move on. Move yeah. on. Bye-bye. Like, I don't think they really understand how much people love dogs. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's the same it's the same in this situation. It's like, I want I'm the one who put the scissors in my mom's back. Oh, dude, bro, why would you do that? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> like All right, we should move on to a different part of the game. We're going to talk about this way too much. So also like one last thing. Yeah. There's, there's another thing about it. Like Eddie is not just the father figure for Alice. Mm -hmm. He's the chief of police. Exactly. So exactly. Like confessing the murder of your mother to the chief of police. It doesn't matter what relationship you have with him. It's still mm -hmm. illegal for him to cover up. Like he yeah. has to make a statement. Yeah. And, and like that didn't show and, any moral struggle at all for him. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if I had to ignore the law, no matter yeah. my role in it. Like, it's it's all cool. Just yeah. go do what you need to do now and whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah like, just even interviewing. Uh, when I was going for the Philadelphia Police Department. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well, the cam camera turned off. That's not good. Yikes. That shouldn't have happened. Well, we're just going to keep on talking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I was even going for the police academy, and I was just interviewing for it just like i i was going through the different steps i was that close into it and even they will even ask you like well like if it came to it uh and your family member was committing a crime would you arrest them and yep. they need to know that not just like oh would you arrest them like they like repeated like here's a situation what would you do in a situation i'm like i would sell my family down the river <laughs> like <Yeah. I> would, <laughs> um but that's the thing just to even to get in just into the academy as a cadet like yeah. you need to be ready to you know arrest your family like even if it's like your own mother and eddie here it's like oh bro man so that's... to keep in mind this yeah. is a small town in alaska and you interviewed in philadelphia true yeah well true that's a tiny difference here. like a... that small town in alaska like they all grew up together. They all went to high school together. Yeah, like, and the mailbox different. bandit was actually a raccoon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're asking the chief of police to take care that his daughter's the one that did it 10 years later. Yeah, just dap. Anyways, <laughs> we should move on. Yes. Because uh, we're going to get so pissed off about this. <laughs> it's like my biggest, it's one of my biggest nitpicks in this whole game. Um. So then, uh, you know, we go with the search more for the father. There's some other things that happen here and there. Yeah. I'm just hitting some some highlights. Uh, we go to confront Sam, yeah. right, uh, if he's the father. And uh, Allison kind of avoids the question a little bit. And, you know, uh, Sam calls you a princess, you know, like, oh, you don't don't give me that WD-40. Like, get get the red can, princess. And it's just like, oh, yikes. Um, boomer yeah. humor, everybody. Well, she even said she's like, don't call me princess. Yeah, she's like, I'm not a princess. I, like, I feel that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So let's just dump, jump right to it because, again, this game likes to have you wander around. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything really important within Sam's boat shop. Um, she found out that he liked astronomy. Yes, he likes like, astronomy. He astronomy. I f- feel like he just talked about him and Marianne. Yeah, he talked about him and Marianne. He talked about his ex-wife, like how's she doing? She oh still- yeah, how he like avoids yeah. her and everything. Yeah. Which I thought she was dead. So you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, no, we saw her, man. Um, we did. Yeah, Laura, the boat. The boat well, is I, the boat is the ex-wife. No, are you sure? I'm positive. I'm pretty sure it's the boat. No. Okay then, um, but yeah. So I think we can just jump ahead to the big moment where yeah. Allison's like, "Sam, are you our dad?" And he just drops. And uh, I like what he says, where he says, "I wish I was your father." Yeah, you know. Uh, and you have this big moment where he's starting to reflect on Marianne that like Marianne would never be with a man like me. I mean, look at me. And mm-hmm. he's just like, Sam is just like rock hard with abs and, you know, he's chiseled. He wasn't like that. He wasn't yeah. like a like big drunk when they were younger, though. No. Like you see pictures of him and he's young and he's ripped. I wouldn't say he's ripped. I'm just <laughs> saying like he's not like he's like like you're talking like he's looked like that since he was 20. I, I don't know. I, I look exactly like him and I feel like I'm just God. anyways. But uh, <laughs> uh, see, don't give me that look now. Um <laughs> But my, what did you think about this moment where Sam is trying to, uh, you know, confess to Allison that he wishes that he was her father, but Marianne would just never be with a man like him? Honestly, like the whole Sam sequence, aside from like annoying me to no end, the mm-hmm. fact that Allison will just not ask the damn question. I'm like, please, could you just get over with it? Yes. And then she blots it out like... Mm-hmm. Are you her father? I'm like, okay, yeah. sure. That's one way to <laughs> sure. do it. Right. I wanted you to ask, but not like this. You know? yeah, right. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, subtle as a punch to the face. And <laughs> honestly, some made me so sad. Like, yeah. the conversation and how you discover this part of this character. Like, he, you see him. He's a wreck. His mm-hmm. place is a wreck. His life is a wreck. Everything is wrong with this man. And you kind of realize that he was so in love mm-hmm. with Marianne. Like, in this deep, meaningful way. And it's been 13 years or 10 years since she died. And there was no way he was getting over mm-hmm. Uh from it yeah and uh, he said something about her that i was like totally in tears like that he he broke his leg in three parts and he got depressed and Mm -hmm. that's a thing that relates a lot um when you feel like you're useless Mm -hmm. and it, it sends you right into depression like I'm not used to anyone because I am here stuck and I can do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And then Marianne took him out of that place, took him to um, to see the boats mm-hmm. in the port. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I can't remember exactly the, the quote and I hate myself for it, but it was along the lines like, uh, you can't let yourself be defined by the broken parts. I mm-hmm. think that was it, yeah. Yeah. You have to work with what you got. I'm mm-hmm. like, 
oh my god, I I, I need to I need to stop this. I, I need to yeah. go and, and take a breather because yeah, damn that that has yeah. to be so hard. Yeah. So I get that Sam is so hooked up with her. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally understandable. But he needs help, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in this game that need help. <laughs> yeah, dude. They all need to get a little get away from Alaska for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And even- everyone in this game needs therapy, period. Yes. Like, yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Michael. Michael's perfect, you know. Michael is perfect. Michael's perfect. But all perfect people also need therapy. Yes, because clearly there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's too perfect. It's and too exactly. I do not trust you just because of that. Yeah. Yeah. You're too happy. <laughs> yes. Too happy, dude. Michael, too perfect. Go to therapy. Figure uh, out what's wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed this uh, kind of confessional with Sam because gradually... Sam is starting to walk as he's starting to talk about Marianne. You head up to his office. He's showing you pictures of I'm Marianne. Pretty sure that's where he lives. Well, yeah, like the lo- the, lo- yeah, the little the loft. Yeah, the bear cave up there, and you know, he starts to move over and he starts mm-hmm. to get a little bit more depressed and he starts reaching for the alcohol. You know, very slowly mm-hmm. as he's starting to talk about Marianne, he starts searching well, he's for. He's already bottle. drunk. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that. Uh, he's starting to search for what's left, yeah. you know, because he can't talk about Marianne for very mm-hmm. long without trying to numb himself, yeah. you know. And within these uh, pictures, you know, uh, just want to point this out, you know, we see a picture where there's a loft mm-hmm. up there. So they're like, in the oh, garage in the garage. It's like, oh, snap, there's a there's a loft. And he's like, yeah, homie, uh, there's a loft. And, you know, he starts to drink a little bit more like, dang, homie, thank you. And, and then you thought he died. I thought he died. Like I straight up thought he died. Like, <laughs> like he's like, like it happened. And I was like, oh, cool. And Adam's like, what? And I'm like, baby, he's not dead. He just fell asleep. <laughs> and he's like, I thought he died. Like, I thought like Allison's like, all right, rip peace. <laughs> like, I thought again, I, Allison being as subtle as a punch to the face. Like, yeah. okay, I got what I needed. Now I'm going to go. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're having like a seizure because you're yeah way too drunk. It doesn't matter. I I'm going to just steal this picture over here. I'm going to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't care if he's passed out, drunk. Like that can't be healthy. Yeah. Don't care about him. Yeah. Gonna go. Okay. Bye. <laughs> And that's the thing. Oh, you're not my father. Okay. You're not my father. That's all I needed. You're asleep right now. (laughs) Uh, Peace. Bye. And she just goes. But like, I straight up thought like he just, you know, drunk himself to death. I'm like, holy crap. And then like, Allison just leaves. And it's like. I'm like, he's not dead. It's like, oh, okay. I would at least poke him, you know, like, like, you good, dude? I peace. Um, But yeah, so we get that information from Sam. Sam is not the father. Uh, I have an envelope here. Sam, you're not the father. It's it's not him. And uh, we go over, and the next scene is a very nice scene. Oh, my goodness. A very gracious. good scene. Unless you're a heartless human being. Uh, there's a lot of fishing, and there's a lot of flirting going on. Oh, and Michael just comes up to, uh, to Tyler and says, Oh, hey, I just... Just wandered over here. Just wanted to see if you're okay. It's me, your boy, Michael. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they just start talking. And 
And then, uh, uh, you know, Tyler's going through a lot. You know, he's trying to regain that memory from the pier. Mm -hmm. And Michael's trying to distract him. And Michael says, you know what would help is uh, a fishing pole. I was like... Dang, Michael, you oh my nasty. You're so stupid. And then you know, Tyler's like, a fishing pole? He's like, yeah, that's fishing pole. I'm like, oh, Michael, I thought you were talking about something else. Yeah, we know what you were thinking. I thought, here's the thing, though. Michael's like, a fishing pole. And I was like, dang, you know. That's because you're dirty. It's the player from another bear. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but then we go to the, the fishing grounds, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of talking, you know. Very nice scene. It was nice. A weird game mechanic. I was just like, can we just have, like, can we just have a conversation and not have an interruption with the fishing? I don't know. Yeah. I, that that's a nitpick for me, right? And this isn't a really yeah. game review, but uh, my, what did you think about this scene? Uh, it made me feel like the game mechanic, as you mentioned, it made me feel like maybe I skipped dialogue without knowing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they were having a conversation, and then suddenly, oh, there's a fish coming. I'm like. Tell me what you were going to say just now. Yeah. Ignore the fish. It doesn't matter. Michael, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, keep talking to me, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And the scene was so nice. Mm -hmm. was so nice. Mm -hmm. And it took a while for Tyler to, like, get a bit more vulnerable about it. When yes. he asked, like, I don't know how to be myself out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Should I risk it? Because it's it's going to hurt because, you know, love hurts. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I was like, if you want to try, I am right here, darling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Man. Like, look at this. <laughs> it's me, yes, Michael. Man, it's me, Michael. And uh, <laughs> when the option showed up, I was, I was like, yes, of yeah. course. Same. Like, mm -hmm. like me now, Michael. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is this even? Why is this a choice? This yeah. should this should not be yes. a choice. Yeah, it, it should not be a choice. Like it's mandatory. Yes. Exactly. Out of all these games, and we talked about it in one of our episodes where romancing in games sometimes it's forced upon you. This is the only game that I would allow mandatory forced. This is romance. the only game that you agreed with the romance. Like you were excited for it. I know. Like usually you're like, ew, get that out of here. I don't want to deal with that. And this one, you're like, yeah, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I Go was get like him. Michael's number one fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like here's okay, so here's the reason. Uh I was thinking about it, like, why do I like this romance so freaking much? And simply it's just because Michael one, like number one, Michael's such a sweetheart. He's such a genuine, lovely yeah. being. He's just a lovely being, great man bun. Fantastic man bun. Also, the hair on top of his head is nice. But uh, <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> Anyways, um, but Michael's a nice person. Um, but yeah, Michael's just a genuine person. Yeah. And then also Tyler is just trying to figure out who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's so like what you were saying, Mai, is that he's so vulnerable and mm -hmm. he's just trying, searching so hard. And even like Michael said, have you ever had a romantic relationship? And Tyler says, no, not really. Never really thought about it. And Michael's just so gentle about it. And he's just so cool. Uh, I, I think it's just this dynamic of just this really gentle person with this yeah. person who's so vulnerable and that connection is He's just the perfect first boyfriend. Yes. And last. Yeah. 
No, yes. I was like, wait, last? No, yes. they're going to last forever. Exactly. I got you because I'm your last boyfriend. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're my only boyfriend. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm your Michael. There you go. You're my Tyler. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, Mai? <laughs> hey, I am not going to pull you out of that mess, man. <laughs> I just think, uh, yeah, that's that's really why I yeah. like that romance so much. It's just a perfect match. Yeah. It's so well written, mm-hmm. I, I think, in my opinion. Um, any other thoughts about Michael? Any, any other thoughts? I'll, I'll take any thoughts. I think just stating that he's perfect is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he, uh, Tyler says at some point, like, I, f- I feel like I can tell you anything, mm-hmm. whatever, and you'll be like totally cool and chill about it. it doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. And I have this vibe that Michael is really, really wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, like, it, I don't know. He Tyler needs someone to like yeah. confide and, and talk about stuff like and I feel like it's a perfect match like you said like yeah. yeah. It's great. It's and we all love Michael. Yeah, Michael's great. <laughs> and his sister already approves. Yeah. Because they're best friends. And and like you were saying or somebody was you know you were saying that in the chapter 1 uh, where Allison looked at a picture of Michael and said, like, Tyler and Michael's going to hit it off. Yeah. Like, within like the very first 10 minutes. she approved before they even met. Yeah. Which I was like, killer. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, Michael. Team Michael all the way. Anyway. Anyways. After we're done fishing. Which, by the way, when we were doing the fishing and everything, I was like, oh, so it's like oh. twin mechanics. Like, for Allison, we had to match up the breathing, whereas with Tyler, we had to match up the fishing. Uh... Did you not catch that? No. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is like the same mechanic, basically. So I was like, that's that's interesting how they just like did something like one for her and one for him. A oh. little annoying, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want to focus on Michael here, man. <laughs> the one thing I want to focus on is not my breathing, but Michael. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, let's just uh, move on to uh, the loft. Right. Mm-hmm. So after a lot of searching for ourselves but also searching in the garage for that was annoying that was annoying it's like you're supposed to know you're looking for a latch in the wall i'm like what am i looking for the ladder is right there yeah let's just go over here Get the ladder and they're like oh no i must be here i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) yeah why is it in the wall why is there a pull down why is there just just a string like a normal attic because there are secrets in it (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry but there is there's so many secrets in the loft um but let's really just are. let's just fast forward because i think i think we're all in agreement here because before before we started recording i think this scene especially we were just all talking about how there's just way too many puzzles yeah in this game where we're just like i just want to know who the daddy is yeah that's it um and you didn't even get that in the attic. You didn't even get that in the <laughs> attic. But you did get another piece of information. So yes. let's just fast forward through. Blah, 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 blah. We're up in the loft. Cool. And then uh, we're going to fast forward through all those little puzzles. Uh, going through it, even though Andrew is losing his mind because we're not talking about the Book of Goblins here. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I'm sure we... he breezed through it because he already read all the stories. That's true. Uh, 
But yeah, so we solved all the puzzles. What did we find in the loft, right? Like we found out a lot about Marianne. Mm-hmm. More importantly, her past life. Yeah. And what the tiara actually meant in and the first place. And what she was running from. Yes. So Finally. Uh, my like, let's talk about this. Um, what do we think about Marianne as a character when we found all these different information about her? First, I have to say, because I will be mad at myself if I don't. Yeah. The entire attic thing. I don't know if you guys played uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. I did, yeah. I don't think Liz did. No, I didn't. It's like that. Oh, like, There's a right. lot of similarities. Yeah. I'm like, there, uh, this building is falling apart, and suddenly in the attic, is, everything is nice and really mm-hmm. complicated. Why? Like, yeah. Why? Yeah, and it's tell like me why. automatically I thought like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to you had to make the point. You had to. Um I thought automatically I thought like this is Edit Finch. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. I yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a vibe there. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to Marianne as a character, mm-hmm. it's such a tragic story, man. Like, yeah. I wasn't ready for such level of tragedy everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you're playing a dot not game. What did you expect, Mike? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really harsh. It's really harsh. It explains everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It explains everything. There's no loose ends here. Like, mm-hmm. we get that she came from a family that had money status whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it like there was a lot of pressure on her to to do the things their her parents wanted mm-hmm. uh they ignore her desires and whatever she wanted to pursue in life uh that cost her the boyfriend whatever and yeah like that's already harsh like having mm-hmm. your parents put so much pressure on you when mm-hmm. you're a kid it's just mm-hmm. soul crushing and then we find out about the kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Yeah, like it, it destroyed me. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, she lost a child. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Like when Eddie came and and told her that social services are coming. Like she's losing her yeah. children again. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh my god! This is this is terrible. This is yeah. so so fucking terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's all we thought. Like, cause you, I I I like how at the end you had time to actually um, digest what yeah. you just read because the puzzles were a little bit, I wouldn't say frustrating, mm-hmm. but you're wanting so much to learn more about the game that these are kind of obstacles more than fun little puzzles for at least me. Uh, my, it sounds like you too. Like you just want to know. Yeah, like, like I enjoyed doing the puzzles; they were fun. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just wanted to know what was behind the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, can I just get to the letters that are interesting? Yeah, Let's exactly. Get to that now. Hmm. Um, and that's the thing is that you get to learn much more. That she wanted to be a dancer. She wanted to go into visual arts, not mm-hmm. engineering. Uh, and I'm sure you know. Yeah, I I think all of us you know here can maybe relate uh my i don't know about you uh but it's this sort of 
uh, parental kind of pressure where you want to go into something. It's like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And it's oh, like, that's, is that right for you? Like questioning. Yeah. Is that really what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like her mom took it to the next level and was like, you're not changing majors and just took the papers. Yeah. Very true. Um, like Maya, I see you have a thought on your head. I mean, I am a game developer. Yeah. Like I, I make art for video games. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the look my parents had when I told them, hey, I want to make video games? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are you sure you want to pursue this? Because, mm. Mm-hmm. And here in Argentina, the market for video games is like tiny. Really? Mm-hmm. And the industry is like very indie and very green. I was like, you're not this, the best place to do this. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yet it, it turned out okay, right? Right. But <laughs> right. At first, yeah. At, at first, they were like, mm, "Really? Don't you want to? I don't know. Study business?" I'm like, "No yeah. way." Yeah. I can't relate to that because it, casually, it's art what mm-hmm. she wants mm-hmm. to pursue, and there's this thing about uh, people studying fine arts or visual arts that people don't consider it a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how hard it is, how much skill you need, the investment you put in it, the time, the practice, mm-hmm. the study. You're constantly working on yourself to be better. Yeah. And then you have people that, I don't know, they, they don't even consider that a job. They talk mm-hmm. about like, it's a hobby, you know, like, oh, you make games for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I relate to that because I can't imagine that someone as strict as her mother will like, no, you're going to engineer, which still for a woman in that time studying engineer was like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because usually it's it's a weird choice considering the yeah. context, historical context. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but still, like she wouldn't be able to do what she wanted to do mm-hmm. exactly the pressure is just oh and and then we find that the dad sent her a letter mm-hmm. about her mother oh my god and it started off yes. real nice and yeah. it was like oh you know then you're this happened and we understand and then gradually it just got bad like yeah. it just got evil yeah and that's the thing yeah, like- Suddenly was like, you weren't here for uh, the funeral or whatever, like your mother passed on, like, uh, this is really hard. Uh, and it was your fault and you are teaching your kids wrong. I'm like, excuse me, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I got like really worked out with that letter because like, it was so nice and suddenly everything is wrong. And yeah. Like, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Dad. Yeah. And he doesn't. And the thing is that I thought about was that that grandfather doesn't know the twins are there. Yeah. And he no. doesn't know that his grandson died. Yeah. It was just talking about Leo, who we found yeah. out uh, is the child that died. And that was the what the tiara was all about mm-hmm. in her stories. Uh, we even get a final letter uh, or a final poem from Marianne saying mm-hmm. that how uh, she took what was so precious to her, but then one night the tiara shattered, mm-hmm. and that's where she started to change who she was. Uh, she started to really change her mentality after that. And yeah, I one, I don't blame her for that. 
yeah, that's a hard thing to go through. And that's the thing is that you have this pressure of your family to not pursue what you love. Then you have uh, this child. Uh, when I when I think out of wedlock, I started to think that maybe the father abandoned her too. I don't know if it actually said if the father stayed or if he left her. I think the father wanted her to have an abortion. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's like I think Leo's dad wanted her to get rid of the pregnancy. Yeah. So it was... Um, so the father wasn't really there for her, so she was trying to take care of this kid, and then the child ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Like that, that just changes your entire perspective, and I, and I think this starts to change into from what chapter one we thought Marianne was, where she was judging Tyler yeah. for you know trying to be who he is, when in all actuality Marianne not only was supporting him but related to that. Mm-hmm. entirely where she was trying so hard to, to just figure out who she is and the pressures of all that mm-hmm. you know and at the time uh where tyler was saying that oh you know this is becoming personal like she's saying no to me but in it's a whole time you know tessa is threatening marianne with yeah um i'm calling child services so she has a lot to go through in all of mm-hmm. this uh i think this scene altogether handled who Marianne is as a character very well because we get to hear and see and uh, look at these letters of who she is instead of just kind of secondhand stories from townspeople we get to read the letters and see the trophies and uh, and see the picture of Leo yeah Um, which by the way uh, one little side note uh, right after they see the picture of Leo oh they the twins start to say Oh, well, we weren't supposed to see this. I I think this was secret. Literally on the back of the picture, like it said, Allison and Ollie, and there was a letter written. So it was meant for them. Like it was meant for them. Like, what are you talking about? You're not supposed to see this. She wrote, she did this whole thing for you two. Yeah, exactly. She gave you the book of goblins. So that one day you'd find this. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's a tiny nitpick. Yeah. But handled very well. Yes. Um, Before we move forward uh, with who Papa is. Um, do we do we have any other thoughts about the loft scene? I did think it was awkward. I mean, mm. I liked the opportunity that they offered to have you do the rest of the puzzles in the room. One, yeah. don't know why you had more puzzles if you weren't going to use them. And <laughs> yeah. two, it was very awkward to be like, let's go to the tree where she buried Leo. But wait, let's figure out more puzzles. I know. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> That was kind of a weird game mechanic thing. Like that—that that was definitely a developer thing. Like you have an option to go to where the child is buried, or puzzles. Yeah, I'm like okay. It's like that's a weird, it's a weird writing move. And then we didn't go to the tree anyway. We went to the dock. Yeah. To figure yeah. out who the daddy was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my any other thoughts about this before we move on? Yeah, it was like weirded out and. Um... And these kind of games, you really want to get everything. Mm-hmm. Every little bit of information is important. And then you go to the trap door and you're leaving because, yoo-hoo, I got rid of the damn puzzles. I got information. <laughs> and then Alison's like, are you sure you want to leave? And when a character tells you, are you sure you want to leave? It's like, because we are not going back and you're going to miss all these juicy information mm-hmm. that's scattered around the room and like okay i'm going to do the puzzles jeez yeah yeah and i went did it they didn't mean anything i'm like dot dot please yeah <laughs> they just cut it cut yeah. it out and 
yeah, the, the fact that they show you the tree and you want to like check. Like yeah. it's it's kind of like weird considering the circumstances, but you want to check that's real and then you don't go. Yeah. yeah. Like it never happened. And like I want to go to the tree. No, no, let's go to the dog. Exactly. Yeah. It was don't tell of... me to go to a tomb and then drag me to the dock. Like seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. It was, Overall, I think the scene was really nice, though. Yeah. It was nice with some weird pacing moves, and I think this whole chapter was just trying to end it. I think this game could have been better if it was five episodes. Yeah, like and they just, gave themselves more time. Yeah, a little bit more stretched out, maybe. Um, but they, I felt like this chapter was everything they wanted to pack mm-hmm. in. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think it's time. Um, yeah, because we're, we're almost an hour into this episode. Um so let's get to the dock, right? And yeah. once again, we use uh, twin powers, activates, and we start to see a memory. And it's like, oh, we need to know who it is. And uh, everything goes up. Scooby-Doo appears. You know, we we take off the mask. And it says it was old man Jenkins all along. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't old man Jenkins. We know. Be- because Chris Thompson was right. It yeah. was Tom Vecchi. And you know why it was Tom Vecchi? Because Tom Vecchi doesn't meddle in other people's affairs, but he meddles in his own affairs. No. <laughs> it's it's like a good joke. No, it's, not. it's a fantastic no. joke. No, no. Thank you, Mai, for, for laughing. You're such a good guest, I Mai. I think she's laughing at I you. Deeply, I deeply appreciate Take. All your puns and jokes, like seriously, I love it. My, you're my favorite I, guest. I am Team Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Mai's on here, you know. Yeah. That's why you're never a guest. You're only a host. That. that. <laughs> Just remember, I live here. Oh right, shoot. Anyways, so Tom Vecchi is <laughs> is Papa Tom Vecchi. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we find out. Were we shocked at all? N- no, because our last guest ruined it. Yes, he did. But my, <laughs> were you shocked? I wasn't. Like, yeah. It wasn't a plot twist to me mm-hmm. at all. Like, it would have been a plot twist if it was like, I don't know, Eddie. Suddenly. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's Eddie. I feel betrayed. But Tom, like. Yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to edit this, but he has always been an asshole. Sorry. Go for <laughs> so it. So I am not, I am not surprised. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another thing that I have to point out. Yeah. His voice, his damn voice, his voice is so specific. And mm-hmm. when we see the memory that he's in the boat, like, it's his voice. Like, yeah, it's Tom Becky, the one that's in the mm-hmm. boat. Like, I'm on episode two and I already know who mm-hmm. the father is. Like, I just need confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a blood twist to me. Yeah. And finally, like where we find out it's Tom. By the way, we already know that Tom was the one who burned the barn down. We know it's Tom who who was pretty much threatening Marianne. All of a sudden, uh, Allison's going to call and say like, hey, Tom, know you're our papa. Come find us. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, he seems like be a he could be a little bit of a threatening person. So let's not just say like, "Hey, Tom, could we meet for coffee?" Though honestly, I think they could both take him. It's not like he's a large man. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we don't know. It's Alaska. You know, they got shotguns over there. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, 
Or he could let a bear loose. Oh my goodness. The last guy has a let lot of a bears. Bear loose? Yeah, like a bear. I'm pretty sure they're already. <laughs> no, I mean like he has it in the back of his truck and he goes, Go. Uh his name is Bernard. Bernard the bear. Go, Bernard. And Bernard just gets set loose and he gets to mauls you to death. Oh my god, Tom, no. Oh, that's scary. And again, when all this happened, yes. they brought up he's going to tell the whole town that Allison killed her mom. I'm yeah. like, but she didn't kill her. So let's fast forward to that. To Tom, Tom's coming over and he's just saying like, oh yeah, I'm actually your dad. And, you know, we're trying to say, you know, make it, no, make it right, Tom. And he's like, oh, I'll keep it a secret. And then we start to say like, oh, it's going to falter his campaign. And like you said, Tom says like, well, I know what actually happened. You did it, Allison. Everyone's going to hate you. Let's talk about that for a like second. She already told Eddie and he doesn't care. So and once well, who you else cares? Once you tell the town like, yeah, well, 11 year old Allison stuck scissors in her mom. It's like, OK, like and and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, she was 11 years old. It looked like he like she was threatening her brother. Like, yes. And that 11 year old brain, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Like I personally, if I heard that, I would like, wow, shocking. Right. But I'm not going to hate her. Yeah, uh, my. What did you think about this kind of threat by Tom? That was so flat. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, what's Eddie going to think? Oh, I already told him. It's I re- yeah, fine. like I, I ignored that. I have the chief of police like backing me up, mm-hmm. like doing illegal things yeah. for me. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> yeah. And she's moving to Juno anyway. Yeah. It's like who cares. <laughs> like, it's not like people will care after 13, 10 years or yeah. whatever. Like, it's already done. Someone already paid for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, sure, tell everyone I am I am a murderer. And that also kind of weird because it puts him in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of self-incriminating. Like, you're admitting that you were there. Yeah. You were a witness. Yeah. And you didn't say anything. Like, isn't that shooting yourself in the foot? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I don't know. It was weird. And he's a total coward, though. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it it was. It was just a total coward move. And then we get, you know, by the way, when we got the cutscene, I was like, you know what? Good for Tom for rocking that goatee for so many years. <laughs> you know, I that, that's that's something I can't really pull off. But Tom Vecchi... I'll give you that. You could rock a goatee for many years. The only reason I think it's weird that he's a dad is because it's like, why is that her choice in a fair? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like him over Sam. Him over Sam over Eddie. I'm like, why Tom? Yeah. I what know. is so attracting about him? The goatee. It's everything about the goatee, dog. I don't think so. It's like, like it's your best friend's <laughs> husband and he's not that attractive. In personality, hey, 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 or looks that goatee though. Oh my goodness, yeah, but like, oh my god, <laughs> like you had this like great, nice guy in Sam. I mean, he was married, but you apparently don't care about that one, yeah. So it's like, I don't, I just, I, I don't find it like I understand that's the that's you know, the canon, that's how it is now, but I don't understand, like, yeah, they did. My, I, don't know. I think my has something on their thoughts, yeah. Let, let's hear it. He's so lame. like like, seriously like can you think about a less interesting man to have an affair like yeah Mm -hmm. like i feel so free when i'm with you because i never got to do anything with my life i'm like yeah that's such a great bunch like yeah 
You're totally lame. You're absolutely boring. You have nothing to bring to the table. And like, sure, let's go have an affair. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, like, mm. That's why yeah. I doubted him being the dad because it just wasn't matching. Like her personality and him. I'm like, that can't be right. Like, I wish it was Eddie. I so same. wish it was, I wish it was Eddie. Eddie or Sam. Yeah. Like the between. Okay. Let's take a vote here. Well, not a vote, but like. Pennywise, if it was a choice and we were developing the game and the choice was to write in Sam being the father or Eddie, what what do you think would be a better writing choice? Um, Mai, as our guest, what do you, what do you think? I think I'll go with Eddie mm-hmm. because it's not, not, it needs to be sad, tragic, mm-hmm. and make you suffer. And Sam is such a nice guy, despite, you know, a few things. But... <laughs> Like, it would be a really happy thing that yeah. Sam yeah. would be, like, a prison father. Like, he had yeah. Tyler after a brief conversation. Like, it would have been good. And mm-hmm. Don doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, already that you need a plot twist and you need to crush people's hearts. I will go with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, straight up, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would probably do Eddie, but I would need a more... I probably need more amount of time to like live like i would probably if i had you it would be announced in like the second episode Mm -hmm. to see the fallout because i feel like that's important like how this affects allison and his relationship like how and then in the third episode it's like how it ends like i don't know i would either need a longer third episode or like find out in the beginning of the third episode and yeah probably the beginning of the third episode yeah so that you have a little fallout not like the last 10 minutes yeah i agree um much like when i said uh, with my genius quote, um, <laughs> uh, but the end of chapter one, we get to hear Allison confess that she was the murderer to Eddie. Yeah. End of chapter two, Eddie confesses to Allison that I am your father. No. And then Allison's like, no, that's not true. That can't be so. And he's like, search your feeling, Allison. You know it to be true. No. Join our police force. What? What? And we can rule. Uh, what De- Delos Stop. Delos Falls Stop. Delos Delos Stop. Delos Park Delos Crossing Delos Crossing as no. father and daughter. No. What about her brother? And then they pull out police enforced lightsabers. She's still moving to Juno. See, this is how you take down a bear in Delos Crossing. You gotta take out a police lightsaber. Why is that the noise you make for the lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> Back on topic. I'm still a good boy, right? Yes, dear. I'm a good boy? Yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I also believe that, uh, that Eddie would be a better choice to be a father. Sam, I think, would be a really good choice. I, I wouldn't complain about that. No. Because Sam is very close. It's still an affair. Uh, yeah. It gives a reason why Laura's gone. Um I still think that would have been a great storyline, but yeah. Eddie straight up would have would been have been the don't nod thing to do. Whereas Tom Vecchi, it when I when I mentioned Scooby Doo was there, it was a joke, but it really did feel like a Scooby Doo yeah, moment. It's like, it's what? Like, what? It's Tom Vecchi? And you know, Scooby Doo ends like, wow, that was a crazy episode. <laughs> like, same thing with this one. It's like, wow, Tom Vecchi? What a crazy episode. Uh and that's what it felt like. It felt like a Scooby-Doo villain reveal more than anything like that was heartbreaking. Like this seemed like a very, it was re- this whole, this game as a whole was very weird. And the third episode was just very, was probably the weirdest. It was like, 
mm-hmm. it would like have a don't nod moment and then I'd be like something stupid. I'm like, yeah, like they forgot to linger on the big parts like they're supposed to. Well, we're going to get to that in our bonus episode next week as a whole. But well, we'll announce that at the end of this episode. You are. You just announced it. Well, I already announced that there's a bonus episode, but I didn't announce who the guest is. This is true. I will announce it at the end of this episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing is that Tom Vecchi is the father. And that's the thing where he starts to threaten these kids. It's just very weird. Mm-hmm. But here's the most important part is that Tom Vecchi starts to say that, well, here's what actually happened. Right. And he says that, you know, basically that Marianne wasn't actually threatening them. He was, you know, she was trying, by the way, wasn't threatening, but still chasing her child with a shotgun. Wait, honey, hold on. I want to love you and hug you. Also shoot you, but hug you. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yes. Allison, you know, but she still had a shotgun in her hand. Like, yeah, Allison stabbed her. And when, when she wasn't like, it wasn't in self-defense, but in that 11-year-old mind, you see your scared brother on the ground. Your mom has a shotgun in her hand. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you're 11. Like, you don't have those, like, connective thoughts yet. I'm not a parent, but I'm pretty sure that if my kid thought I was going to shoot him, I wouldn't bring yeah, my gun. I wouldn't gun. be chasing him with a gun. Yeah. But she was about to commit suicide, so I don't think I she wanted to bring that up in a better transition, but you are too late. You, didn't, you need to tell me these things. <laughs> but she was about to commit suicide, so I really don't think she was in the best mindset to be True. like, I should put this down. Uh, so let's actually talk about that. Let's actually talk about why she had the shotgun in the first place, mm-hmm. where we start to realize that she was going to end her life here. Yeah. And by the way, I like how this game ends. It actually shows you uh, the phone number for the the yeah. national suicide hotline uh did it show it in argentina then yeah it did and they put the international uh mm-hmm. that's right code. They like they'll just send you the um the link to the resources worldwide so you could look up your own mm-hmm. and when i finished the game the uh, sobbing mess aside yeah. i was like really really grateful that they mm-hmm. did that like, yes. I deeply appreciate when the, yeah. the developers like know they are, you know, playing with a touchy subject and mm-hmm. can bring a lot of emotional stuff back. Mm-hmm. And I I love that they do that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And I love and I appreciated the way they handled this that Marianne just had enough. Mm-hmm. Like they set it up in a way where it wasn't that, oh, she's crazy, so she's suicidal. But you get to this moment out of context. Yeah. And that's what I love the most about this. Okay, I shouldn't say I loved that she was about. No. <laughs> Dang, dude. You like the way the moment was created. I love the way the moment was created. It was out of context. And I think, mm-hmm. again, I know that's what suicide comes to. It's out mm-hmm. of context. It's not just one thing. One it wasn't, incident. It wasn't one incident. It wasn't one bad day. Uh, it could be out of one moment. One big giant, but mm-hmm. it's not out of one incident, but yeah. it's over time. And we get to learn more about Marianne, how mm-hmm. uh, she was struggling to, you know, uh, make ends meet. Yeah. But even before that, she lost a child. And before that, uh, her mother pressured her. And before that, right, like she wanted yeah. so badly to be an artist. And it's just all this culminated to the point where she was about to lose her children again. Yeah. 
and she still can't make ends meet, and she still thinks that Eddie's against her. Tessa's against her. She had mm-hmm. an affair with Tessa's husband, and Tessa knows this. Uh, and it's all of that big context. Mm-hmm. And I love. And again, I don't love the scene, but I love how Don't Not handled it. Mm-hmm. Where it was the context of the suicidal, and not just she's crazy. That's why she's suicidal. Yeah. Uh, am I making sense here? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, but uh, my, what are your thoughts on that? It's really hard, uh, but I do think that we have this tendency, like media or in real life, like it's like you said, like it's crazy because she wants to kill herself, like, mm-hmm. and it's this struggle, and it's the not knowing what depression and trauma and grief can mm-hmm. do to a person, like. Yeah. That's why I think like her story is so crushing because it, it's a tragedy mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. and it humanizes humanizes in a way uh, people that go through that stuff mm-hmm. because it's it's easy to see the numbers on a page, you know, like yeah. see that there's people committing suicide all over mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like but they are just numbers. Can we just focus on the fact that there's a human being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is generally believing that it's better off dead? Yeah. That continue to like get up every day and continue the struggle. Like at what point you have to be? Yeah. That you consider this as, as a viable option and sometimes the only option. Mm-hmm. So we need to see through the numbers. We need to see through the cultural beliefs yes. of weakness and, and like therapies for weak people and you don't need help, like, mm-hmm. shut up. It's, yeah. it's not like that. Like, we need to see through that. Yeah. And I think they, they made it, like, perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. Don't Not has this way of, as much as you have really awkward and weird silences yeah. and conversations, mm-hmm. when they have to provoke a feeling and, and mm-hmm. give you a food for thought. They, they really go all the way. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said in the beginning of this episode that this isn't about a game review. This mm-hmm. is about the story. And I think that's where Don't Nod has its strengths. Yeah. Uh, is that there's a lot of times where Don't Nod games can be... Annoying. Uh, clunky. Uh, <laughs> but they hit the nail on the mark, especially with Life is Strange 2 and mm-hmm. the whole issues of immigration and... Uh, saying that like, oh, this isn't your country, um, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they hit the nail in the mark. Same thing goes for Tell Me Why is that, you know, they hit the nail in the mark, especially with context. They first. do their research. Yeah. Thoroughly. And that's what I loved about it because I was fully expecting Tell Me Why. And again, we're going to talk about this in our bonus episode. Uh, but I fully love how this game didn't just focus on transgender issues, which is Mm -hmm. an important subject, but they said there's so much more to this that we need to figure out. Yeah. Including suicidal tendencies, which is, I'll say it plaguing the, the transgender community. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people want to say that (laughs) a lot of people want to say that uh, the transgender community is committing more suicide because, Oh, it's messing with their hormones, blah, blah, blah. Really comes down for, 
acceptance. Yeah. Right. Why did Marianne become suicidal? Mm-hmm. She didn't feel accepted. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the transgender community. Right. They don't mm-hmm. feel the love. They don't feel the acceptance. They feel like they're less than human because mm-hmm. society puts them in that way. Right. That's what we need to focus on is that the context matters and yeah. not they're crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought that was an important notes that do not really specified. And I know I'm getting in a serious tone here, but mm-hmm. this was something that just I love how we ended on. Yeah. Right. OK. I shouldn't say that because we didn't really end on that. I felt like this should have been the way it ended. Uh, so let's talk for a little bit. Let's kind of get out of this serious sadness. Sadness. I don't want to end on a sad note here, but uh, we end up deciding how the night went, how would the mm-hmm. night actually went. And uh, my, I almost called you Tessa, and I don't know why, <laughs> but my, how did you remember that night? Why Tessa, though? Like, <laughs> I don't know. A cooler character, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Michael. I mean, Michael. <laughs> Michael, my. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was like, I, I love this thing first that, that they remember things differently mm-hmm. uh, because it's an actual thing. Like, yeah. You will leave uh, something with someone, and you will remember in one way, and the other person will could completely miss the mark, like in comparison with what you remember. The fact is the same, but mm-hmm. the context is totally different. Mm-hmm. And I love that they use this a lot here. Mm-hmm. And uh, still, when we got the choice, like, okay, let's pick what was really what happened, like. Marianne was threatening Tyler with a shotgun or she wasn't. I'm yeah. like, after all we've seen, why is this even a choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we already established that Marianne had like a tragic story, a lot of things she was struggling mm-hmm. with, like all the the situation with, with Tom. Mm-hmm. And yes. like... Why is this a choice? Like, clearly she wasn't threatening Tyler. Like, yeah. At the same time, it would mean that Alison would have to accept that she provoke yeah. mm-hmm. the situation uh, without reason, which yes. is even worse. Like, mm-hmm. she, if she was actually threatening Tyler, okay, you have a point to stand, yeah. but she wasn't a thing. Like, you just went, stop your mother. That wasn't a threat to your mother. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally cool. And um, I think it, it was more related to that. So mm. Alison could, like, accept full responsibility because it's what Tyler says. Uh, he says to her, like, you need to start taking responsibility for your actions. You need to step up. Mm-hmm. You, you need to stop boarding up and ignoring the problems because the problems are not going to go away because you ignore it. They are mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, move on, continue yeah. with your life. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And I think this is it. It's not if we decide that Marianne was actually threatening Tyler or not. It was Alison finally accepting. Yes. Full mm-hmm. responsibility for her actions and not just, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And, well, of course, I chose that she wasn't a threat, 
right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously. This isn't a choice, guys. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. That that's why we chose. I, yeah. I felt the same way where it's mm-hmm. just like I think the truth came out. We have the context. We know who Marianne is at this point. I, it, I agree with you. That yeah, like, it seems out of character at this point that she would be threatening to kill her child. Yeah. Whereas I, the only reason I struggled was because it's like we were so dead set this entire game that Marianne mm. was threatening Tyler where it's like now we're going to go with the idea of the guy that just threatened us. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it seemed off to me. I'm like, are we going to go with the story about with from the guy that we hate now? Yeah. Like that bothered me. I'm like, could it have come from a nicer person? Right. So I felt more open to choosing that. I chose it in the end, but I wasn't happy about it. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just such a weird thing to choose mm-hmm. that in the end, I feel like the context we should have just ended with that she wasn't a threat. Yeah. I don't understand why it well, was Well, I choice. think my problem was that it was labeled Tom's perspective. Yeah, Tom's perspective. It's like, can we have labeled it something? Could it not have anything to do with Tom? Yeah. So that I feel more open to choosing it? <laughs> because we all hate Tom right now. Yeah. Right? Like, freaking but Tom also, and his bear. Damn it. Like... <laughs> I, oh god like if he's so lame yeah. I, can't, I can't get away like, can't handle how lame he is oh my god like I think it was worse because if he was alright evil like mm-hmm. he's evil like period I hate you you're evil mm-hmm. blah like <laughs> yeah He's a damn coward. He's manipulative as hell. And we saw him manipulate Allison mm-hmm. in this very episode, like, yeah. trying to pin her against Tyler constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like, this guy is right. I, I have to choose this because yeah. Tom freaking Becky saw, like, what happened. I have yeah. to leave him. It, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that was my like internal struggle. I'm like, I know it's right, but I don't want to give him the justification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's like I don't want to say Tom Becky was right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Allison has to like I don't know, lose her mind with guilt. I don't care. Yeah. Tom Becky will not be right. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he lost the race in the end. So Yeah, so <laughs> Let's just go to the end because we're coming up on that hour and a half mark. Oops. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was a longer episode yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, so that ends. Then we get six months later. Uh, Tyler cuts his hair off for some odd reason. Don't know why I did that. I'm real mad about that. Yeah, he had glorious hair. And I was like, hey, no. Um, I'm like, what? I'm like, he had beautiful hair. What, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so six months later, uh, no more hair for some reason uh and then we found out they they moved to juno with uh perfect michael and that and that tyler is joining them because he never actually gave them an answer during the gameplay yeah but they're going to prom together they're going to the oh yes yeah the jce prom and i'm like (laughs) oh they're going to prom and i want to see michael in a tuxedo and that will be great anyways but uh allison is in therapy and uh, not only did Tom Vecchi lose the race, the political race, mm-hmm. but then uh, Tessa leaves him. Yes. Because and then she we see a letter from from uh, Tessa saying that, oh, I, I think I was just against you because you were the fruits of Tom's affair and mm-hmm. I treated you unfairly. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm on my way out of the life. 
But yeah, so Tom lost. He's a loser. So lame. Mm-hmm. Bye, Tom. You can get eaten by Bernard the Bear. But uh, that that's it pretty much for the game. Uh, game is over. Final chapter. And yeah, so let's just talk about closing thoughts. And then I want to talk a little bit, like a couple minutes on what you're working on with uh, the Life is Strange fan club. But let, let's go around the table here. Who wants, who wants to go first? I feel like I'm a classroom teacher. Like, who wants to go first? Like, final thoughts. Raise your hand. I'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my final thoughts is just that I enjoyed the episode, but I feel like there was the most awkward things in this episode out of all the out I of agree. All three. Like, there were, like, weird... It's like, in this episode, they're like, we need to tie these ends up. And they just kind of threw them in places. Yeah. So it was kind of awkward. Like, yes, the story was great in the end. Like, it was a good story for that episode. But I wish it was a little more cohesive and flowing. Yeah. But that that's really it. But I really, I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Other than the things I disagree with. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, except for I, the things I, I didn't I, enjoy. I enjoyed it, but I disagree with some of their choices. I yeah I I I feel you there. You feel me? I, I feel you, girl. Dap me. No. Dap, dap, no. Go, no. Go, go. Okay. Uh, my if Maya was here, she would. Would you dap? Dap? No dap. Yeah. You would dap. <laughs> Thank you, Mai. Mai Mai Mai's a good person, but you are not. Yeah, Anyways. I deal with you every day, though. She doesn't. <laughs> my closing thoughts. What do you think? Go for it. I I think it had very nice moments, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. There are some scenes that are going to be stuck with me, uh, mm-hmm. especially one we didn't talk about. That was uh, when they decide if they are going to keep their connection. Oh, oh yeah, no. man! Like uh, I said, we only did highlights, and we're already an hour and a half in. Yeah, play the episode if you haven't. <laughs> um, go yeah, for it. Of course, like that scene where like they remember the mother like reading. Um, one of the Goblin Tales, mm-hmm. but it's not a memory. She is looking straight to them, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. physically, like they are seeing her. And that scene broke me. Mm-hmm. And some scene broke me. And there's this beautiful moment that only those make it worth playing the story and seeing the, sto- the story through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you are in for a few really awkward things, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there there were moments I was cringing on my seat, like, mm, no, I mean, we just had this beautiful, well-made, uh, contextual thing that really touched me. And then I had to stand this awkward thing. Really, yes. really awkward. Like mm-hmm. I had like mixed thoughts about that, but it's definitely uh dot not style, if I dare to say that. <laughs> Um, yeah. So you know what you're in for, really. Yeah. So it's worth going through just for these moments and the fair representation. Like, mm-hmm. I am not part of the trans community. Uh, I am an LGBT plus, but I am not. Like, I can talk from the trans experience, but I do feel that they were fair and thoughtful about mm-hmm. it. And I think everyone should like at least give it a try just to see fair, valid representation mm-hmm. for once in media. Like yes. just for that, go play it. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely wholeheartedly agree. I, I think this chapter definitely was flawed in the way of editing. 
and I, I, we don't edit the podcast in terms of editing, chopping down things because I, yeah. I like the whole raw conversation. Yeah. I like the feel of that. But when we go into our other videos, coffee games, if you haven't checked out our videos yet, um, but even coffee games, it will be plagued if we don't edit those awkward times out where I'm just looking at my phone, reading it, or I'm drinking the coffee or uh, just saying like, oh, retry. If I don't edit those parts out, then you won't be impacted by the conversation. Same thing goes for this episode. I think those awkward bits could have been edited out. Mm -hmm. We could have had a shorter episode so that when those impactful moments happened. Yeah. Oh, they like, fell right. They, they would just hit you like, ah, dang it. Oh, don't be defined by your broken parts. And ah, dang it. <laughs> um, but then said, you know, we're left with these awkward pacing moments where mm -hmm. Like, oh, man, like, don't be defined by your broken tails. Oh, you're asleep now. Yeah. Got it. Okay, we're going to move yeah. forward. Uh, <laughs> and that's the thing is that I, I feel like if it was paced better, the impact. But I agree with Mai that the moments that were there mm -hmm. were incredibly impactful, were incredibly true and raw in mm -hmm. the way it felt, especially in the loft scene where we're reading and just looking at... Uh, mm -hmm. Marianne's life and you get to see the context of where she is today mm -hmm. or where she was before that night I, I think that was just fantastic and the representation of just panic attacks yeah. in the beginning of this episode I think was really well mm -hmm. adjusted that's what Don't Not does I like what you said that Don't Not it's their style you know what you're in for if you've played Life is Strange if you've played Remember Me yeah because the Don't Not game um it wasn't that good. Um, you know, if you played before the storm, of course. Yeah. This is what you're in for. But uh, yeah, I, I think that does it with yeah. chapter three. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out for yourself if you haven't. If we haven't spoiled you already. Yeah. Uh, but before we go, my, my caddy, uh, most importantly, you're here because, well, you know, because you're a good person and I wanted to talk to you anyway. But because I think you were an expert on the actual subject of a don't not game, uh, why is that? What are you doing? Well, I kind of really landed on some crazy project. Yeah. It was mind blowing that um, my friend Chris was doing, and he made a website all by himself. <sighs> Yeah. Without knowing programming, which was insane. I was like, I love this game. I want to make a community. Mm -hmm. I want to get people together. I'm like, okay, let's do it. What do I do? How do I help to make this real? Mm -hmm. And it has been like five years yeah. or so. Four years, more or less. Wow. And we built this massive thing. We are currently having uh, a Discord. Uh, you can check the link later. Uh, where you can join and talk about the Life is Strange franchise and tell me why it's also included. Nice. And we talk about pretty much anything. There's also a support group, so you can go talk to people about what's bothering you. Of course, please seek a professional if you need help. Mm. We are just like here to listen to you if you need to. And... Yeah, like we are renovating the website, so at some point it will be finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
it's a hub for all the Life is Strange fans that want to connect with other people that enjoy the games and, and debate about it. And it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. by the way, um, you can send me a link uh, because the link will be for that Discord uh, channel. The link will be in the description down below. Um, I'll even include the Life is Strange website because it will be back someday, you know, so you have it in your back pocket if mm-hmm. you're listening to this in the future. Um, but yeah, the link to the Discord as well as uh, the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, my any other projects that you would like to plug on this that, that you're working on? Well, I've been totally unrelated, but since this is a shameless self-promotion Go for moment, it. I will allow myself to do it. Um, I've been working on for a while with uh, another friend. Uh, we were building uh, an entire fantasy world from scratch, which has been insane. Uh, I have no idea when we are ever going to be finished, but the idea was that we have a lot of stories to tell and characters to share with everyone. So I hope that at some point that's a reality. Mm. And um, yeah, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter. I make games. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing stuff. And uh, yeah, I'll also have her Twitter uh, linked in the description down below if you want to give her a follow. Uh, My, again... Uh, we're, we're past the hour and a half mark. Uh, my, it's been so great. Mm -hmm. Oh no, my earbuds are falling out. It's been so great having you on. It seriously has. Uh, you've been laughing at my jokes. You've been laughing at my jokes. You've also been laughing at my jokes. So I, I very (laughs) much appreciate you, Mai. You're, you're so great. Great guests. Yes. But, But, uh, thank you again for coming on. Thank you for taking time to do this. Um, uh, any any final words um just just from you personally um anything uh, thank you thank you for having me oh, and yeah. it's, it's it has been great i had a great time and yeah i will back you up on any jokes you want to make because you're amazing <laughs> i'm sorry and uh, thank you yeah i don't know i i love what you guys do so keep at it because it's it's great we need more of this Oh, thank you. Thank and you. We we love what you're doing. Uh, you and Chris, what you're doing with the mm-hmm. community over Life is Strange, especially the support groups. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's something that's needed too. I I just feel like this this whole world needs positivity from mm-hmm. all of us. We're all a contributing factor into that. So uh, I'm not the driving force. You know, you're not the driving force, but us as a team. You know, we're we're here just to spread positivity in the community. And I love what what we're all doing here. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, please look for Bernard the Bear. Oh He's my been goodness set gracious. loose by Tom Becky. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that can do it for this yeah. one. Again, Mike Eddy, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we'll have all those links down in the description down below, whether you're listening on audio or you're watching us on video. And since you've made it this far, since you're a trooper, you get to hear who is next week's guest. That's right. Uh, we're going back to the old Games and Groceries format. Going back to episode 116, uh, these episodes didn't count for those numbers, but episode 116, we're going to be having final thoughts on Tell Me Why with special guest Katie Bentz, who Woo-hoo. voiced Steph from Before the Storm. I know. Oh, that's amazing, dude. <laughs> she She's so excited to come on. Like We were emailing. She's like, are we still good? I was like, yeah, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. Um but yeah, we're going to be talking just our final thoughts, rounding up what we're talking about. And um, yeah, and just getting to know Katie Benz a little bit better. So uh, 
again, my it's been a special privilege just to talk to you. I just want to let you know that. I've been telling all of our guests who have come on for the Tell Me Why. Uh, Andrew Orsi, uh, but also Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson's great. <laughs> uh, Andrew, thank you for coming on. Chris, thank you for coming on. But my thank you. We couldn't have done this project yeah. without you. Like, yeah. really, honestly, we wanted your perspectives from all around the world, uh, from down in South America. You know, we just wanted your perspectives. So thank you for sharing that with us. Honestly, really, thank you. Thank you, man. I am honored to be here. No problem. All right, let's end it there. So thanks again for listening to the final episode of our Tell Me Why Roundtable. Uh, definitely go back for our other episodes if you haven't listened to those yet. And uh, with all that said and done, we'll see you in the next episode with episode 116. Have a good one. Bye.